Hello and welcome. This is the Bariatric Eating Real Talk podcast, and I'm Susie Shaw. If you're new to our podcast, bariatric eating is more than just talk. We support nearly a million post-ops in our Facebook-based support groups, which you can join if you like after you listen. I'll tell, where, tell you where to find us at the end. We've created the most successful plan for bariatric regain on the planet. There's not a doctor's program or hospital plan or anyone who has addressed regain and the regain crisis with anywhere near our success rate. Thousands have used our inspired diet along with our help and our support to take their lives back, even when it seemed like things were hopeless. Those who help you in our groups are post-ops. We've had regain, so we know how it feels, but we've also lost that regain, and we can help you find your way back into those smaller clothes that are in your closet. We have specific tools for you, goals, food lists, and meals to eat, and we have our own products, so we go beyond just ideas to help you in real time. Our support is made up of people who are just like me, and collectively, we've spent the past 20 years helping post-ops lose regain and learn to change their habits so the weight stays off for good. And I'm pretty sure we can help you too. So let's get started. Today's topic is something that's commonly called destination syndrome. A short explanation of that term is that it's something that you suffer from when you put off celebrating or even acknowledging progress or happiness until you reach your desired goal. This is something that we see often within the weight loss surgery community. And on social media, it's translated down into posts that start off with phrases like, I'll be so much happier when I get to Wonderland. Or um, another common one is, when I get this regain off, I can relax and finally start enjoying my life. Basically, there's a tendency within the weight loss surgery community, and um, not just in our support groups, the ones that we manage, but just as a whole, as a community as a whole within bariatric patients, there's a tendency to ignore what we have now in hopes that there's going to be something better down the road. And this may not be something that you even realize that you do. But if you've thought along these lines, and some more examples are, um, another common one is that we um, often think this, a lot of people don't really verbalize it very often, but I've seen it pop up before. But I bet when I'm thin, I'll have a better social life. Or next summer, when I'm at goal, I can really have a fun vacation. And frankly speaking, I think we all know this in our hearts, but your weight likely isn't what's holding you back. It's, it's not preventing you from having a social life, and it's not stopping you from having a good time on your vacations. You're stopping yourself from doing those things. So it's really easy to think that it's the circumstances holding you back, when in fact it's our own minds that do it. Your life and maybe even your mental well-being is suffering while you pursue happiness that is likely all around you right this very second. A lot of us tend to go through this weight loss phase and just push, push, push and not actually enjoy it. And that's kind of what I mean by destination addiction or destination syndrome. It's a huge miss when we do this because if you're not enjoying it, you're likely not paying attention to it. If you're not paying attention to it, you're not learning what you're doing in that phase. You're not learning how to deal with your weight. You're not learning how to deal with your relationship with food. You're not dealing with learning how to um, change your actual lifestyle. You're not seeing exercise as something that you um, are doing to be healthy. You're just seeing it as something to get to goal. You get, we get so focused on the changes that we need that we just don't see the changes that we're making as being lifelong. But this tendency to not pay attention, to not enjoy, and basically not learn as we work to get to goal is one of the many paths people end up um, on that leads to regain. So what do we do? We have to actually start out by um, 
stopping the cycle of destination syndrome by stopping and acknowledging what goal is. It's not a place that we go to where everything is perfect. Um, goal is simply a place where you will look at things differently than you do now. And the road that leads you to that place is where you actually learn how to see things differently. It's a journey where you're supposed to pick up and remember what you're doing as you get there. So it's key that you need to want to get to goal, but while you work on getting there, you have to focus on not being in a hurry to get there. And I know that sounds kind of um, counterproductive, but um, basically don't rush the journey. Really stop and, and try to slow it, not slow the journey down, but slow yourself down so that you can build some memories of what that journey to goal is for you and what goal means for you. What do you want to see differently about your life? It's kind of like that first time you took an, um, a vacation that included a plane ride, your very, very first plane ride. I want you to think back to that. It's something that I didn't realize as being, um, being part of like destination sy- syndrome until the summer when my husband and uh, daughter and I, uh, we decided to go on a vacation, and we flew instead of driving like we typically do. And my daughter, the whole time we were leading up to the, the vacation, she seemed so much more excited about the plane ride than anything else. That was her focus. And that's okay, because that was her goal. She's eight, you know. Um, But you have to think about it like this. That first time you got on the plane, for for the very, very first time, you sat down, you're all excited. What would have happened if you had sat down, got yourself situated and sat down, and then immediately passed out into a deep sleep, and you didn't wake up until you were already at the gate at the other airport? What did you actually learn about flying? Did you get to see how your tummy sort of jumps when the wheels lift up into the air or when they touch down? Um, Did you get to look out at the world through the window and see everything and how amazing the earth can look from 30,000 feet above? Do you know what turbulence makes your stomach, you know, if it makes you queasy? Do you know if you worry when the um, plane takes a sharp turn? No. While you got to fly in a plane, what did you learn? You didn't learn anything. You were asleep. You missed the whole thing. If someone asked you what was flying like, what could you possibly tell them about how how it is on an airplane? It's the exact same thing if you only focus on getting to goal and not what you did to get there. What can you possibly say about how you lost the weight? If you push, push, push to goal and focus only on how to lose as fast as possible, are you even going to truly understand the foods that you like that will help you stay at goal? A lot of people get so tied up in goal that they forget that getting to goal isn't the goal. The goal is to keep the weight off. So are you actually going to understand what kind of exercise that you like to do to keep up with that goal? A lot of people will rush to get there, and then when they get to goal, all right, what do I need to do to be in maintenance? They're completely missing that what you did to lose the weight is how you, how you live to stay at that weight. You don't get some secret maintenance diet that, that's hidden from you until you get to goal. It's something that you pick up on your way to goal. And when you get to goal... Are you going to look around and realize that it wasn't what you expected because you forgot to take the time to set some expectations about what goal meant to you? And that's um, something that actually happens when we rush towards things. The issue is that uh, when we rush towards goal, we're putting the focus on the finish line. We're putting focus on a specific weight, not the reason why we're working towards that. Whether we realize it or not, the goal is actually to soak in and enjoy every moment from the moment we start so that we remember the journey and we learn from it so that we don't have to repeat the journey. So think about those things today. It's a really kind of powerful moment when you realize what, um, where your focus is and how that can um, help you or hinder you.
I do have a part two to this kind of deep thought exercise that we're doing today. Um, this is actually one of the things that kind of stems from being so focused on our goal weights. It's um, comparison, and, and it seems to go kind of hand in hand with destination addiction or destination syndrome, because we, we look at the people all around us, our family, our friends, strangers at the store, strangers on social media, the people on TV even, and we compare. I've done it. Every human does it. Um, I'll admit that when I set out on my own weight loss journey, I wanted to have nice ankles. And after losing 200 pounds, no ankles. And, and yeah, my, my legs are a fraction of the size that they used to be, but I don't have the nice little ankles and the cute little knees that I thought I'd have. These are the same things that I see on the other moms at the PTA meetings I go to or a pickup at the gym. Why don't I have those things? Maybe it's genetics. Um, but I mean, who can say? The, the ankles, they just didn't materialize for me. And there's not much I can do about that. That's just how my body is and how my body is built. But I'll admit that it did hold me back until I got it under control. I compared myself to others, and that's not fair to me. Who knows what those, those other people's stories are? But more importantly, if they aren't a woman in their, in their mid-40s like I am, who come from the same genetic background, or they have a history of being over 350 pounds like I did, it's like comparing apples and oranges. Yeah, we're both women, but we're not the same. And I can admit that it did create a fair bit of destination syndrome for myself along various points of my journey. I'd look down at myself and say, man, in a couple months, I'm going to have those cute ankles. I'm going to be able to get a little ankle bracelet or wear short skirts and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I, this might be kind of rare and extreme, but I bet there's some body part that you compare yourself to or have compared. Um, even like weight loss numbers for like how many pounds you lost at certain points in the journey. Um, a lot of people do this with arms and um, loose skin, for example. But I want to get some, um, get kind of productive with this mindset and with this line of thinking. And I want to present some facts that we all have to keep in mind to keep us kind of sane on this sort of thing. And that's this. And this might sound kind of hokey, but it's, it's the God's honest truth, guys. I'm me and you are you. And we're just fabulous. We may be on the same journey, but we're in a different car, and that's not a bad thing. Just because I didn't get the perfect picture I dreamed up with those teeny tiny little ankles doesn't mean that I didn't get a perfect result. I did what I set out to do. We have to take the time to stop and celebrate what we've accomplished no matter where we are in our journeys. We have to keep doing that along our entire journey and even when we get to that place, to that goal place. Otherwise, we are never, ever going to see ourselves for the powerful, amazing beings that we truly are. And if you are listening to this, this applies to you. So in addition to some of the personal soul searching about what I wanted, why I wanted it, a lot of journaling and therapy along the way, um, and, and these things really aren't bad ideas if you're struggling with anything. I, um, I, would, I always, always recommend that to members in our, in our support groups. We have a lot of reasons for getting to the points where we were with our relationship with food and our size. And therapy can be a huge help to figuring it out and not repeating those same things. But that's like a totally another pod, podcast that we'll, we'll talk about later on. But... Um, Along with those things that, you know, that self-work and that head work and stuff like that, I rewarded myself on a regular basis so that I could recognize my progress as an achievement that needed to be celebrated and deserved to be celebrated. And I would encourage everyone to do the same thing. Um, this will help you kind of avoid that destination syndrome where you're only focusing on what's going to happen when you get to goal. And it will also help you realize that um, while you don't need to compare yourself to others, 
you're really, really awesome, and you're working hard, and you deserve a little bit of a reward. So I've got, um, I've got a list of about 15 ideas. Um, but before I get started on that list, I want to pop out, um, point out a popular reward that's not here on purpose. Uh, whenever these topics come up in support groups, you know, where people are looking for non-food-based rewards, a common one is a manicure and pedicure. And, and I'm not knocking those, those are great. But in the past couple of years, it's become more and more common to see people who get regular manicures and pedicures, even sets of acrylic nails or gel nails or whatever. Um, so to people who are already doing this as part of their own personal hygiene, or just personal self-care routine or whatever they, they do to justify it. Um, and I'm one of those people. I get a pedicure and a manicure on a regular basis. To us, that's not a reward. It's just part of our lives, something that we do. So I purposely didn't include it because I think I'm not alone in that. But I do have a lot of, um, I have 15 of mostly very affordable options that I'm going to go over with you guys. So number one new to you clothes. And while, um, while we're losing weight, we lose weight so super fast, but it's really important that while we're doing this, we start replacing our clothing. Don't keep that bigger clothes in your closet because it's really, really easy to ignore regain when you have clothes that fit. Um, but I also want to re recognize too that um, not to turn your chin up at shopping at thrift stores or consignment shops. You can get some really, really nice stuff, high quality things in great shape if you take the time and shop on a regular basis. Um, another option too is clearance racks, end of season sales are also fantastic ways. One of my favorite ways that I used this particular reward while I was losing was to buy one size down than where I was. And then I hung that item on my bathroom um, on my bathroom door so that I saw it daily as motivation. I saw it when I got out of the shower, I saw it when I got up in the morning, all of that fun stuff. Then when I was, um, then it was ready for me the second I made that size and oh my God, it just always felt so good when I finally got to put that pair of jeans on or that little skirt or whatever. And I looked great in it because it fit properly. Um, number two is to buy yourself a $10 bouquet of flowers at the grocery store. They don't have to be fancy. Um, they even have cheaper ones at the store, those little filler flowers and stuff like that. Get those um, silly neon color roses or a pretty seasonal bouquet. But nothing brightens up a home like fresh flowers. Even if you take them to work, it's just always a really, really nice thing to do. Um, I, on my vanity, for example, I usually will buy myself a bouquet of baby's breath. I usually get this up I usually get one while I'm um, grocery shopping. It costs like $2. I don't even bother to put water in it because it dries really well and it will last for months. But it looks so pretty, so pretty and delicate. And I really like that, but it puts a smile on my face. Um, a third one is something that I see a lot of people doing a little bit more frequently now. I think it's getting a little bit more trendy again. But to get a blowout or a deep conditioner treatment or both at your salon, I actually checked the pricing at the salon um, that I go to, and it was $30 for a deep conditioner and a blowout. That's cheaper than the pedicures that I get. That's a good reward, too. You, you will look great and feel great when your hair looks great. Number four is to get photos taken. Now, if you're celebrating a big, a big milestone like 50 pounds or 100 pounds or you got your surgery date, get some really nice pro photos taken. Um, and they don't have to cost a lot of money. But um, if it's just a minor reward like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm out of plus sizes, get a friend and just hand them your phone and go out to a park or in your yard if you've got a nice um, little area out there and take some photos. But make sure that you actually print one of those photos out, put it in a frame, and put it somewhere in your house where you're going to see it. You deserve to acknowledge that you look good, especially if your goal is weight loss. While we all want to say that we're not doing this to look good, 
it's really nice to see how our bodies change when we do lose a little bit of weight. Number five is a new water bottle or a new lunch bag. As if you've been on the journey for a couple months, it might just be time to replace it. But there's a lot of cute stuff out there for that. And it's kind of a nice little um, reward that'll keep you focused on what your ultimate goal is. And that's to stay healthy, not to backslide. Uh, Number six is a little bit of a pricey one. But actually book that dream vacation you've been wanting. And you can book it for when you think you might be at goal or, or even, you know, a year or two down the road. But stop stop waiting for later to take the trip that you've always dreamed about. You never know what the future is going to bring. So if you've, wanting, if you've been wanting to go to Europe or to the beach or whatever, book it. You deserve it. Um, number seven is a little bit of a different one. Take a cooking class. 90% of weight loss is basically what you eat. You almost owe it to yourself to be able to cook well. I know at like large grocery stores like Whole Foods and here in Texas we have Central Market, um, they have cooking classes. I also think Williams-Sonoma does some cooking classes. I know Sir Tabla does, but um, even community colleges and stuff like that, they ha- often have culinary arts programs. They may offer something as simple as a class in knife skills that will improve how you chop all vegetables and, and onions and stuff like that. Take a class. You might learn something new that you can implement on a regular basis and keep those healthy habits that you're building. Number eight is to start a charm bracelet. And I'll warn you, this one's addicting. Um, I have one. My husband uh, really has embraced it as he's always he's always got a gift option that's like $30. Um, but uh, about 11 years after he gave me my first charm bracelet, I'm starting my fifth now. So um, they add up quick, and they're just so pretty. Number nine is... Um, I think this is a really good one, actually. Adopt a dog. If you've been looking for a a walking partner, a dog is a really, really great walking partner that will never say no and will always want to go out, whether you do or not. Um, Sometimes adoption fees can be high, so that's why I've listed it as as a reward. Um, It's not really something you just go out on a random day and do, but um, consider getting a dog. They're really, really awesome and fulfilling. Um, Number 10, share your success not just in your support groups, but on your own social media pages. Show off what you've done. Whether you've lost one pound or 100, you deserve to be proud. And I've said this before in other episodes, but support starts with you. If you want some people to support you, show them how well you're doing. Tell them about what your successes are. Even if it's like, hey, you know what, guys? I've been working really, really hard at this this, um, weight loss thing, and I managed to pack and bring my lunch and eat my lunch every day for the past three weeks. And that's huge for me. Stuff like that. That's, that's important and worthy of showing off. That's a success. Number 11. Um, it's kind of hokey, but buy yourself a new lipstick. As we lose weight, our faces can change shape, and you may feel a lot better or different about wearing bright red lipstick or bright pink, um, trying a, a fresh look that you haven't tried before. And if lipstick isn't your thing, consider like a perfume or a cologne. That all works too. Number 12, um, this one kind of goes along the lines of number one, but I wanted to point it out separately because it's been a a big trend this past summer, um, and it looks like it's carrying through into the fall, but get a belt. Being able to tuck our shirts in is often a huge non-scale victory that a lot of people point out in our support groups, and um, I think it's really, really an awesome one. I was actually surprised. I never thought about a belt as being an accessory um, when I was 360 pounds, but they really are awesome. It's really cool. Um, Number 13, when you reach a milestone goal, like 100 pounds lost or 50 pounds, 
celebrate the day, you know, do one of these rewards, but mark it on your calendar. Set a reminder in your phone's calendar, your Google calendar, whatever you use, um, write it down and stuff like that, like you would any other birthday or anniversary, and celebrate that in the, the next year and, and do an, another non-food reward next year and the year after and the year after that. But celebrate these milestones so that you don't forget them. Number 14 is to take um, a class, like just a fun class, not so much for cooking, but a lot of community colleges have continuing education classes. There's all sorts of topics like art appreciation, poetry, photography. There's even some fitness classes and stuff like that. Most of them are pretty affordable. A lot of them will just kind of get you out of the house um, into a different new routine. You might meet some new friends, but you're going to learn something, and that's always fun. It's kind of a neat thing. Um, my mother took a class, actually did it with her. It was more of a seminar on flower arranging. And it seemed kind of hokey, but I went and I really loved it. I learned something and now I can do something with those little bouquets that I buy myself. So, um, But you can always find something like that. And then the last one is get yourself a housekeeper. Even if it's just one day to do the seasonal deep clean that you don't want to do, I promise you there is nothing better feeling than coming home to a clean house that you didn't have to clean yourself. If you have kids, enroll them in this task. You might have to pay them. But speaking from um, personal experience, having a housekeeper come in, uh, it's just, it seems extravagant until you do it and you wonder why you don't do it more often. So I know that was a long list and um, go ahead and rewind or go back and take notes if you need to. But there are just some of the ways you can celebrate. There's some big things in there and there's some little things, but you absolutely should be celebrating your progress and journey no matter where you are. Think of things that appeal to you if none of the options on my list did. Um, but these little rewards, these non-food things to celebrate, it keeps us focused on where we want to go. It keeps us mindful of where we are now and it helps us to remember the journey to, that we're using to get to goal so that when we get there, we learn something about what we did to get there. Because again, the goal isn't just to get to goal. The goal is to stay there and to enjoy it. So with that, I want to thank you so much for listening again today. We can always be found on our website, www.bariatriceating.com. And once you're there, you can search in our search boxes for podcasts to find all the episodes listed with helpful links, articles, and recipes that were mentioned in each episode. For this episode specifically, I will have a couple articles about dealing with slow, slow weight loss. Um, we've got an article I'll put up there about comparing yourself to other post-ops or people who've never been obese in the first place. I'll also have a link to our amazing Inspire Diet if you're ready to tackle your own regain and get back to goal. And um, a link to our Facebook groups. And then finally, because I know it's getting really close to that time of year, I wanted to share some um, party food ideas, some recipes and drinks, as well as a link to our Thanksgiving recipe, because that's coming up around the corner and you guys should be prepared for that. And finally, just to remind you, we aren't just talk. Over the past 20 years, we've helped more post-ops thrive after surgery and keep the weight off. We want to help you too. We really do. So please come, up, come check out our website. There's a ton of info that you need right now. And please don't forget to review and subscribe to our podcast so you're always updated as soon as episodes are available. Thank you, and I will talk to you soon.